Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, ho, ho, and uh, oh, God, I guess the joke's on me. Wow. I made fun of Aaron for clearing his throat right before the show started. And then here I go to talk and uh, just an absolute abject disaster. I'm not even sick, too. <clears throat> what the hell's going on? Did you curse me? Did you get me sick? Get it together. The internet, Aaron? Get it together. Um, My you goodness. sound a little better after your hot shower. Yeah, how we feel? Hot shower cures all. Hot shower cures all. And then uh, I, I already took my Nyquil, so as soon as the show is done, I'm going right to bed. I what wish I could at? say who this was, but I can't. Um, <clears throat> but I I know someone who once, in all seriousness, you know, not exaggerating, not putting on a show, uh, told me that he beat COVID by sitting in the shower and masturbating with a dip in um in a nice. hot shower specifically so uh your hot shower cures all i don't know dude yeah. and that guy told me it helped him beat covid so so like maybe a smart you're right, man maybe like a right. smart man i think uh, i would get just just extremely overwhelmed with all three of those actions at once like that just that's a lot i mean it is objectively a lot also like if you're deep in the throes of a covid fight (laughs) i mean (laughs) like the i i i I don't know i was it matt flynn uh no 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 it's no it's it's nobody i've ever played with it's nobody that lives in louisiana 
either. I'm not. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say who it is. But uh, but they were dead serious. They were dead serious, which is very funny. Um. Welcome in. This is Snaps, your favorite daily college football show. What up, everyone? YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. If you're listening on podcasts, we are uh we just passed 1,000. The push to two is underway. Uh, the team's killing it. The shorts are great. The segments are cut out. We got the full live streams up. Like if you want to have a um a great time talking college football, we we you know, we hope that you have it here. And we hope that you tell your friends about it if you enjoy it enough. Yeah. Like if you don't like it, you don't have to. But if you do like it, if you want to help us. You can rate and review on uh, Spotify or iTunes and uh, iTunes. Is that? No, I guess Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can uh, you can sub to the YouTube channel and share that with all of your friends and come hang out here every day where we have a lot of fun, man, talking college football. And we're like 60-something days away from college football. Like, let's freaking go, dude. We are closing in. Um, what is this? It's where, where, where did it say, uh, Michael DiVincenzi a says, can we stop talking about underachieving Texas team? What's next? Why hasn't Texas tech won a natty? Hey, Texas tech, sneaky, interesting football program entering this year. Okay. One of the most under talked about NIL setups. I think Aaron, like every player's getting like 50 K or something. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. if you're competing at the level that Texas tech is like, that's a great yeah. separation factor. Um, they won a lot of games last year. They beat that. They beat Texas, right? Because well, Texas ain't yeah. tough, and they told you that after the game, which I'm sure you'll continue to defend. And uh, so, yeah, I look. If you want to talk Texas Tech defense, we can. But today on the docket, we do have Texas A and M. Uh, Aaron, motivated, dedicated, says UGA fifteen and zero. Carson might throw forty five touchdowns. Heisman, where's my bet, T Bob? Have you placed my bet for Carson to win the Heisman? This is a no. weekly thing. I'm waiting for the odds to get. Is awful. there someone else know. in the chat that it, that I could trust <laughs> that when I send you a text message will actually place the bet on time? Just please raise your hand. I need a new bookie because I have never been more stressed. Actually, it's not really stressed, somewhat stressed than last year waiting for T Bob to to respond to me that he placed a bet as I'm seeing the lines change against me. It was <laughs> and okay, okay, no, no. First off, the majority of lines change your favor. Secondly. I'm also the worst bookie ever because I've never paid you your money. All of that money yeah, is still sitting in my DraftKings account and making my DraftKings account or a FanDuel account, wherever it's at. I don't actually know. It's gone. You know what? It's like that South Park episode. I was looking for it the other day. Can't find it, dude. I'm sorry, man. Oh, yeah. yeah you shouldn't yeah. be gambling anyway. It's illegal in Georgia. And also, I was going to say, probably the last thing you should do is trust someone from chat <laughs> to handle Probably your, true. your, your Probably money. True. Uh, look at yeah. our guy, Thomas. Yeah, send me like $5,000. I'll take care of you. Sure. Appreciate sure. it, Thomas. Appreciate it. Um, speaking of money, did y'all hear that NASA is sending a spaceship to try to land on an asteroid that's made of gold and other precious metals? And the asteroid is thought to be worth 10000 quadrillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that number? Ten thousand quadrillion. That's that's the amount of dollars. Ten thousand quadrillion. Where is, this, the, where is this asteroid at? Where where how, how far? It's is rotating this trip? the sun. It's like in between Saturn and Mars or some shit. I can't remember. Okay. Um. So this is the beginning of our Whalen Corporation xenomorph alien future, and uh, I for yeah. one welcome it because I love the original Alien movie. Aliens, aliens, but James Cameron's still very good. But Alien One goaded. Um, all right, Aaron, let's dive in and we can get to some more nonsense at the end as I'm very excited to talk Matrix with you at the end as we just learned you've never seen the Matrix and you're hopefully going to watch today. 
but speaking of 1999, when the Matrix debuted, it's kind of funny. That's also uh, 98, at least, the last time that Texas A&M <clears throat> won a conference championship. And the question remains, when you look at Texas A&M on paper, it should have all the elements. They've got unparalleled facilities. They've got unparalleled, um, maybe not unparalleled, but they've got top of the line economics yep. uh, in terms of just pure money that they can spend. Um, I actually think they have pretty unparalleled like fan buy-in. I've talked about this before. I respect A&M fans because they haven't always been given reason yep. to be happy and they might be some of the least spoiled fans in the world. Like they love their athletics. They especially love their football team. Uh, they have some of those talent in the entire country, according to major recruiting services. Like they literally in this modern era have every single element that you need to be a top five team, except for the wins. Aaron, yep. what is holding Texas A&M back? It goes back to what we talked about the other day a little bit. It's not that easy. Like I, it's, it's Texas A&M reminds me a little bit of my golf swing. I spend oh. so much money and time watching YouTube videos, <laughs> getting lessons, just spending money on all these coaches to figure out what the hell's wrong with my swing just over and over. I'm on the, the driving range. I feel like I'm doing everything at the end of the day. And I'm like, I'm spending all these resources, all this money. Why am I not on the PGA Tour? Well, guess what? I suck. I'm just not good. <laughs> and I feel like A&M's like, you think it's so easy because I'm throwing all this money at you that all of a sudden it's just going to magically turn into championships. It's not that easy. It isn't. And and I still view on top of that, you talk about all the, the, the money in Texas, the the resources in Texas, the players in Texas. You're still number two. Whatever you want to say, T-Ball, about Texas football, we want to talk about the Longhorns here, they still run supreme in that state. So throw all the money you want, just like my golf swing, you're never going to get on the championship tour. You're never going to get on the PGA tour. I, I just don't think AM is a program that is going to be consistently winning championships. It's just not. I don't care what the dollar amount is that you're going to throw out there. It is the height of absurdity to say that Texas A&M is not a better football program than Texas in this modern era. Um, look at the past 10 years. Who Texas do you have more confidence in going forward? Who would you say right now for the next 10 years, who would you have more confidence Okay, you know what's for? crazy? That's actually the last question that I wrote on my notes, and I'm kind of feeling A&M. Really? I really am. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, bro, there's a sneaky chance that A&M could be frisky this year. Like, I, I mean, if you look at last year, they dealt with massive amounts of injuries. They, they worked in a million different quarterbacks. Their entire offensive line is back. Connor Wegman's back. Anaya Smith is back. Um, I saw them beat the shit out of LSU to end the season, right? Like, they got Bobby Petrino. Maybe he can, even though, to be fair, uh, Petrino's offense was kind of just as bad as Jimbo's last year. So, like, that still yep. it remains an unexciting hire. But I will allow for the possibility that he can modernize the offense, in which Jimbo Fisher was unwilling or unable to do so. Like, yeah, I mean, like, Texas A&M's biggest problem is not actually them. It's that they're in the West with LSU and Alabama and now freezing yep. Auburn and that you have to deal with Georgia. Like, 
if A&M was in the Big 12, I 1,000% believe they would be performing better than Texas. I Like, full stop. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's close. So, no. I, I mean, like, maybe brand-wise they're number two, but they are a better football program than Texas is and has been. Interestingly, I think they have some of the same cultural problems. In what problems. standpoint, though? In what standpoint, though? When? Who is better? I would say Texas is better. Nine and one top five finish. No, I mean, look at the blue chip recruiting. Look at the blue chip rankings. Uh, The the BCR. I mean, literally, Texas A&M is above Texas now. uh, So, I mean, that's what I. I, I, That's just facts. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's that big of a difference, though. I don't think there's that big of a difference. No, there's not. No, no, no. I mean, Texas is elite as well. Like, they're both top 10. Yes. So it's not like they're just markedly. But my point is. I would say right now, I would. I mean, to me, they're very similar at the moment. I think they're obviously they're both are underachieving. Yep. Both have incredible talent. Both have the facilities. Both have Mm -hmm. the money. Both have the fan base. Mm -hmm. It's which coach, which coach would you put your money on right now? Jimbo or something? Um, I don't know. Uh, look, you can make fun of Jimbo all you want, but he went nine and one and finished top five in the country three years ago. He technically does have a national championship on his resume. He's won ten games plenty of times. Uh, these are all things that Sark has never done once. Okay, and he's been in the Big Twelve. I do not understand your obsession with Steve Sarkeesian. I do not understand all the Texas fans in my mentions coming after me like I'm the bad guy for saying Sark should win ten games. Like one one of the portions of this article on AM is do the fans do they accept less than perfection? And is that one of the reasons why? Certainly feels that way with the Longhorns, because they seem to be very happy to have a coach that's going to take a top yeah. ten roster in the entire country, go eight and five in a in a Big Twelve conference where they are multiple times more talented than their opponents. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, but they also have some of the same problems, like you said, Aaron. I think culturally, I think at AM, uh, the th- this quote is one of the craziest quality college football quotes I've ever read of all time. Robert Gates is a former CIA director and U.S. Secretary of Defense. He was also AM's president from 2002 to 2006. Again, CIA director and Secretary of Defense. And this man said, quote, Texas AM football caused me more stress than I ever had. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Guys, he was literally in charge of the country in a lot of ways, in front of national security, battling terrorism, winning wars. <laughs> and he said AM football cost him the most strategy he ever had. His wife asked him, Why is that? And he said, Because you have no control. As defense nope. secretary, I have a little control. That speaks to a broken culture. How you fix it, I believe, Aaron is by hiring the right guy. And unfortunately for A&M, they appear to have some sort of Bear Bryant curse where maybe outside Mm. of R.C. Slocum, ever since the 1950s, they have been unable to hire that guy and the culture has suffered because of it. Well, they've had three athletic directors since 2012. They've had five, eight, if you include interim uh, presidents since 2002. It's like leadership's always changing. And just like what Dion's doing at Colorado, usually when new leadership comes in, they try to create a culture that they think is, is better than the previous one. They get the opportunity. Then they get thrown, shown the door. Then the next one comes in. Like there's just no consistency. And, and that's the name of the game. I mean, look at the big time schools across the country from, from Alabama to Georgia. The ones that are sustaining 
are the ones that are building that consistency from the top down. And I also found something, you know, pretty funny in the article too. It, it kind of said like, if you would ask Jimbo right now who his boss is, it could be one of maybe five people. I mean, yeah. there's just too many people right now that 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 want to have an opinion. And it goes back to the dollars because I'm giving X amount of dollars to the university or I have somewhat of a, a may, either limited or major role within the university. So I think my voice needs to be heard. And I need to be making decisions. It's, it's an ego thing. Everything in Texas is bigger, including the egos. And I think those egos are the ones that are getting in the way of this team building any sort of consistency. So I agree there, but again, I do feel that if you hire the right guy, like if they could ever hit on a Nick Saban hire, a Brian Kelly, or something along those lines, Kirby Smart, like those are the Jimbo's type of guys. Jimbo's a big personality, though. Jimbo's a big personality. Jimbo ain't, Jimbo's well, but, not a personality that just rolls over, though. No, but he was setting the tone, but then he didn't win, right? You have to win. And like, and like, that's how you maintain the culture. That's how Nick Saban maintains control. It's how Kelly does. It's how Smart does. Jimbo was in control. For, for an amount of time there. He was getting anything he asked for, any money, anything and everything. But if you don't keep the results up, well, people are going to turn on you like that. I mean, it's a tough part of being a leader. It's like, go read history, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. these, 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 these people get, you know, you, the, the, the people become unhappy, your council does, your court, and all of a sudden you're murdered, you're deposed, like whatever. Like you have to keep winning ultimately to keep people happy. And A&M, for some reason, has been completely unable since Bear Bryant to do that. The last time they were ranked number one was in the 50s when they had Bear. And here's another great quote that was from this piece. Um, I didn't realize this because we all know that like uh, Nick Saban is Bear Bryant reincarnate, right? Uh, I mean, they yep. both got the state statues. They're both Alabama. They're both the greatest coaches of all time, et cetera, et cetera. They also both lied through their teeth about going to Alabama. So apparently A&M's ranked number one in the country. They're eight. No, it's back in the day. Uh, who are they playing? That oh, they had hmm. They were playing somebody on the, uh, somebody like the next day, and then they had Texas the next week. And rumors were starting to come out that Bear Bryant was going to leave A and M and go to Alabama. Bryant mm -hmm. Bryant quote vehemently denied it, saying, "We're fighting for our lives here, both tomorrow and on Thanksgiving Day against Texas." Rice, it was to Rice. I that's what it was. They had rice. They had rice tomorrow oh. and things. Texas. And then Bear Bryant goes on to say, I have recommended a coach for Alabama and it isn't Paul Bryant. <laughs> I mean, history repeats itself. It is literally sitting in line through his teeth saying, I will not be the next Alabama head coach. And then, well, lo and behold, he is. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the fear of like just the hurt that they had from losing the greatest of all time or they're just chasing that ghost since Bear Bryant, they have been unable to recapture that transcendent leader that could that could really take advantage of their resources. And they thought they had that in Jimbo Fisher, but I just it it doesn't look like they do. Let me let me name something off for you real quick. I'm gonna go over the the the, the national champion teams that have won a national championship since two thousand. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Miami, Ohio State, LSU, USC, Texas, Florida. Alabama, Auburn, Florida State, Clemson, Georgia. Those are the teams that have won a national championship in the past 24 years. Yeah. Big, big freaking brand schools that most of them have their crap together at one point or another. I just don't put AM into that category. I don't. Yeah, but look I at, I, look at like I never view AM as a championship, as a as a as a a team that's gonna make that list of of we won a national championship, especially in this new era. I just don't think they have 
they they don't have they don't have it. Like I talk about a player oh, having no, it. No, I don't think they dude, got it, no, bro. No, they don't have no, it. No, 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 they don't got no. it, man. Um, that's no. Look, I I think USC is a good example of this conversation. Then, uh, because USC's when did they have blood. exactly? USC's but when did they blood. have? When did they have it recently? When they had the guy, they had Pete Carroll. When did they lose it? When they made a string of bad head coaching hires. When did they refine it? When they hired Lincoln Riley, college football is all about. But when has Ann ever had it though? When has he ever had it though? They've you know. had shitty coach. They they have not hired. I mean, Slocum was kind of he he had skills. I don't want to call him bad coach. Um, yeah. but they 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 have not. And, and 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 maybe it's not even. You know what? Here's the deal. Maybe it's not even as much of a condemnation of A and M as I'm making it sound because. Of course, it's easy to say, like, what? You haven't hired the best coach in the country? How could you? Like, yes, the, the, there are maybe three to four guys that, that, that are going to be capable of doing what Kirby and Saban are doing right now yep. at any given time, right? Or Dabo, like, whatever. Like, it is incredibly tough to find that guy. The universe kind of has to align, and um, they they sometimes have to fall into your lap. Or you catch lightning in a bottle like Cam Newton, Joe Burrow, something along those lines. So it's yeah. not mathematically likely that you're going to find it. It's just a bit surprising that – in so many other ways, Texas A&M does mirror every school that you just named. I just don't think they've had a head coach that's up to the head coaches that were that would be on that list that we just talked about. And 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 pre and also I, I should say this. Sorry, pre SEC move, A and M was different than they are now. Like now, there's more economic so, buying. They, they have the more SEC, money. Yes. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They were. They were. They were. They were not. So they're not the most historical of brands. Like I agree with you there, yep. but I don't think you have to be to win in modern football. I think you need money, investment, buy-in, all this other stuff, and you need leadership. And I think they most lack in the leadership department in terms of the hierarchy at the school. I mean, they thought they hit a home run with Jimbo, which I, I don't blame them for. That the guy just won a national championship at Florida. I mean, we all know the contract situation runs through 2031. I think over $80 million are still due now. I mean, the the, the extension is the, is the biggest issue with them. I just, to me as a head coach, unless, I guess if, if you do have infinite money, I'd, would they make that same mistake again with another coach and take a big risk like that? And if they aren't willing to do that, is it that big of a of a brand that some coach wants to go be the next coach at A&M? Without without uh, all that financial buy-in, I think like, I don't think they make that same mistake again. Like, w- would you make that same mistake after giving Jimbo all that money? Next coach comes around, hey, we're going to give you some fat contract with all this guaranteed money to incentivize you to come to a place like A and M. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, 
being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I think you I think you can't write it off, man. I think if there's somebody that you think is worth it, but I do think they do need to be careful maybe about extensions. Though again, I mean, we're using the benefit of hindsight to criticize these decisions. When they went four and when they went nine and one and Jimbo oh, uh looked like he was on the edge of a national championship, like it kind of made sense at the time. Now maybe they didn't have to because they'd already given him such a big <laughs> deal, but yep. I, I I don't think you can close the door to be willing to pay a lot of money to get your guy. I think they have to be open to that. And I think they are attractive enough, dude. Uh, like, okay, Greg Lamont in the in the chat says, I feel like Aaron would be making the same argument at LSU if this conversation play, was taking place in 98. Andy J says, UGA was arguably pretty underachieving in college football considering the resource until Kirby came in. Now they're considered the best job. Like, A&M has all the elements of your classic but, but, uh, sleepy but, but, but giants. But Georgia has... Th- 
Georgia has the brand and Georgia owns its state. Texas A&M does not, will never own Texas. They won't. They will forever be viewed as the little brother in the state of Texas. Regardless of where the programs are, they will always be viewed as the little brother in that state. Texas is Texas has its own damn network. Texas is significantly bigger. It's like the Yankees and the Mets. Yankees See, run I supreme think, in New York and forever run supreme. They're the bigger brand. I think that's actually why the rebirth of the A and M Texas rivalry is so important. Because what you're talking yeah, about, and you can I be agree. like, oh, but but I but T Bob, Texas, Texas is winning their Learfield Directors Cup. Blah blah. Like, okay, I, I don't care. Okay. Ultimately, who runs the state is who's winning in football. So if A&M can beat Texas consistently, they will run Texas. It's just an if right now. And I understand that a lot of y'all feel better about Sark than you do Jimbo. I don't think it's that clear cut. Um, But, okay, Cody Brene says Auburn's Alabama's little brother. So maybe it is like that. But then again, even Auburn manages to punch up every now and then. Auburn's managed to win national championships. So if you're an A&M fan, take heart. You can as well. Also, really, again, at least Auburn has shown us in the past they've done it. Like they've had multiple runs in the past 25 years multiple runs and championship appearances when has AM ever had that like we never. keep like thinking that they're going to get there but let's not be fooled by the past when have they ever first ever been there and just need alignment bro i'm telling you i'm telling you all right so so we disagree on texas and we disagree on texas a&m <laughs> fundamentally Confusing state um unreal unreal i still can't ugh, god do you not remember the show in the fall where you told me you were gonna get never again texas tattooed on you yeah I after know. you trusted them once again I'm to telling beat you, it's, it's, okay. it's, it is it is okay. it, it, i said it then it's, okay. it's it's that girl who who didn't you know didn't go on the date with you and you still are dreaming about that opportunity to go on a date with her and that's texas for me uh, um, all right. Uh, a couple other topics to get to today. Uh, the Notre Dame fighting Irish bag the news once again. Um, and this is gonna be a quick one right here, but they're seeking to triple their football rights fees. We talked about this in the past. Will Notre Dame independent? Will they join a conference right now? They're making about low 20 millions, uh, for their television contract. The additional 10 million from the ACC for the other sports outside of football. Obviously now with the big boy conferences making in the 70s to 90s, you have to be up there if you want to stay relevant, meaning they need to find a way to triple that number. The question becomes, Aaron, where do you think they find that? Do they find that by joining a conference or does Notre Dame still, speaking of brand, uh, do they still have enough power to where they could get NBC to pay them alone the 65 to $75 million that they're seeking? Well, obviously, if you join a conference, you're going to get the money. I mean, that's that's the easy way, you know. Just go join a conference and you're in. I don't think they will. I think I think, and I and I and I prefer this. If if Notre Dame could say independent, I'm all for it. Um, I love the rivalries that they've been able to create. I do like the relationship with yeah. with them in the ACC right now, but I think they could get close. At the end of the day, there's still going to be that gap. There's still going to be a gap between Notre Dame. And, and the two most important conferences going forward in 2024, even now, <clears throat> which is the SEC and the Big Ten. So you will have a financial gap between those two, but I think the independence and, 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 and what that gives your university, what that gives your fan base is enough to kind of look the other way. 
So I think if you get to what I say, a couple weeks ago, seventy-five mil is the goal. Yeah. So if they can get sixty to sixty-five from NBC, still get ten from the ACC, I think they're in a good spot. I, I would think I would think NBC would still want to deal with with Notre Dame if they're only giving them sixty million dollars a year. Not only, but giving them sixty million dollars a year, I think is enough for both sides to be happy to move forward after this this initial deal is done. Well, and 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 we're seeing college viewership explode. You saw it in the yeah. um, NCAA tournament, especially on the women's side. The in baseball, the College World Series just like doubled their viewership from last year. Uh, Brum, are you are you with us today? Are you live producing? I mean, maybe five seconds to respond. I'm okay. here. Well, oh my dog. Okay, so help me help me interpret this because you're kind of our behind the scenes, understand the the, the television here. business better, right? Um, the wild card here is that the in remember Swarbrick is out as Notre Dame AD, and they're bringing in Pete Bavacqua. I don't know if I'm saying that Bavacqua. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly. Um, what's interesting about Pete is he's the former NBC Sports chairman. So. I would surmise, tell me if I'm off base here, that nobody would understand NBC's appetite for this contract better than Pete. I would completely agree that the the one thing about that world that is always the case is extremely small, and these sorts of things are done with, you know, by friendships as much as anything. It's like any other sort of business deal. Relationships rule everything. So, like, with that in mind, I kind of feel like like this move's being made and there's kind of already handshake agreements in place. They're like, no, no, yep. things can always change. Guys come with better offers. And good negotiation dictates that the Irish should look to play NBC and conferences off one of another and see if they can up the value, like, whatever the case may be. This but I feel like Pete... classic trial balloon. You fly uh, out there and find out how pissed your boosters are. Ah, I see. Wait, but why would the boosters be getting upset about this story of them trying to triple their rep? Oh, you're saying because like floating the idea that they could join a conference. Correct. Yes. Like yes. to find out how much, how, because like there, there's obviously going to be two factions within Notre Dame. One saying yep. we obviously have to, one we obviously don't, and you're floating it to see how pissed one side is about the potential joining. It's all about I keeping your donors happy. I kind of feel yeah. Like- I don't think the donors would be happy with the conference. I don't, especially. I think there's also a a sense within Notre Dame community right now of we love Marcus Freeman. We 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 have a incredible opportunity to make the playoffs now with with twelve with twelve twelve teams going to be started next year. Why have the stresses of being in a conference? of playing the big boys when we don't have to. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like... But they play a big boy schedule. If you, they play, but they play no, the biggest uh, boys. They, bro, look at Notre Dame's schedule. I know, I know, but I think they... they Rich You can't tell me if, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they joined the Big Ten and had to play Michigan and Ohio State and USC and, and, and all those other brands, well, or obviously hey, the SEC. They play... Ohio State, USC, and Central Michigan. But that's this not year. consistent. That's this year. That's yeah, one year. That's also one Clemson. Year. One year. Well, Clemson's yeah. part of the whole ACC thing with them, which is still not a consistent one either. So, like, yeah, there's going to be years I, where they just schedule crazy. But I think that to me, their path is significantly easier being an independent than being a team that's playing a you know the Big Ten or the SEC. 
Um, will I mean, if you're the Big Ten in the Big Ten, you're going to have to compete with four or five teams that are going to have, I would say, more talent than you. In the SEC, you have to compete with even more teams that have more talent than you. At least you do still have somewhat control of your your your, your schedule in order to help yourself get into the playoffs. I mean. Ohio State, yes, more talent. USC, yes, USC, more talent. Michigan, Michigan more no. talent. No, Penn State, I don't think so. more talent. I don't yes. think so. I think yes. I think Notre Dame is right yes. on that Michigan and Penn State level. Um, I think they're right there. Uh, Wilma Dickfit says Notre Dame should join the Big Twelve so we can see the Catholic versus Mormon rivalry. Uh, no, that would be an awful idea. Um, I think that Notre Dame should wait. If they can get the contract with NBC, stick there. Let the future take you know take shape. Like let's see if the actual two super conferences develops, and then you become the bell of the ball at that point. Then eventually everybody's going to want to add that brand. But but maybe I'm wrong, right? Because like I can be very wrong at times. Like I we yeah. yelled about nine game schedule, and I don't care if ESPN's not willing to pay. Why didn't you do this? And then we had Scott Woodward in studio today, and he basically told us in as many words like. If ESPN, you know, if Mickey Mouse wants a ninth game, they got to pay for that inventory. And so, yeah, yeah. that makes so like, yeah, that makes all sense. So maybe the actual business read is join. I, I don't know, but I would stay independent um, if you can get yeah. the money. Um, uh, we have a little Coach Prime update. Uh, shout out Coach Prime had successful surgery a couple nice. of days ago. This was to remove two blood clots. Uh, apparently he still has a blood clot in his other leg that they have to get to soon. Um, they did this surgery to remove the blood clots. So now he can have another surgery to realign his toes and take care of his dislocated foot problems. That dude's tough as hell, man. I can't fathom what he's going through. He's got so much pressure on him. He's working 24 seven. He's trying to do something nobody's ever done before. And he's just dealing with these massive health issues in between Shadow Coach Prime, continue to stay healthy. I hope these surgeries continue to work out for you. And um, God damn it, like somebody just figure out his vascular situation. Like, mm. I, I don't understand. It's kind of freaky. How can you be this incredible athlete, one of the most uh, like amazing athletes we've ever seen in our entire lives, and these uh, world-renowned doctors can't <clears throat> figure out your circulation? It's, it's a little scary, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget, I know you, you, you were kind of trying to put us on the hold here, but uh, Georgia with the top two recruits in the 2024 okay. class. A little realignment with the the newest rankings from ESPN when it comes to high school kids. Yeah, so how about this? Uh, ESPN dropped their new ESPN 300. This is post-Elite 11 quarterback competition. And move over, Dylan Rayola, because cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth is now the number one recruit in the nation, according to ESPN. It's the first time a corner has been top of the list. And what do him and Rayola have in common? They're both committed who? to who? Georgia. Who? Oh, but guess what else? There's a new number three in the nation, and it's quarterback Ooh. Julian Sayan. Guess where he's committed to? Alabama. <laughs> and there's a new out, number four overall recruit in the country, Jalen Mbakwe. And guess what position he plays? Cornerback. And guess who he's committed to? Alabama. Uh, I'm so sick of these two programs, mm. dude. I hate y'all so much. So, so Alabama and Georgia have the 
first, second, third, and fourth recruits in the country, and they're at arguably the most important positions on the football field at quarterback and cornerback. Mm. And um, I think you were looking for something like was, this. So. I tried. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I will say this: I was on I was on Cole Kublik's, uh local show today with with Greg McElroy, and you know we were, we were talking about you know, what what positions are you know key positions going forward in college football, and 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 I hit both those positions: quarterback and cornerback, because of what Tight. the game is. Obviously, if you have a quarterback, you're going to win. Um, you know, we've seen that, and. I do like a good defensive end. Love a guy that can rush the passer. You know, make life a little bit easier for those guys on the outside. But you know, with how fast the ball is getting out nowadays, with the RPOs, with 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 some of these concepts, with the bubble screens, all that, like you need a legitimate lockdown corner. Not just one. I think you need two, if not three, guys that you can count on. Because what the, what do the elite offenses have? They have two, three really good receivers, a really good tight end. And, and a smart quarterback that can pick his matchup and then go exploit that. So, hell yeah, man. Alabama, Nick Saban, and Kirby Smart knows what you need. Quarterbacks and cornerbacks will win you championships. So crazy. So crazy. Mm. One through four. Mm. Can't anybody else get some of this? And then like five yeah. through eight are uncommitted. I think like nine's like Clemson or something. I don't know, man. It's um, Ohio State and Clemson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a receiver. Receiver going to Ohio State. What do you know? Uh, LSU you got a couple guys that got bumped up in the top 300. How does the 124th and 260th ranked player sound, bitch? Nice. That's what I thought. Okay. Nice. We coming. <laughs> um, uh, BA Stone Cold, uh, tie, BA's tie Stone Cold style says, will ESPN quit the SEC bias next year and we're all under the same roof? Uh, no. Uh, wait, who does he mean by we? Who is who is joining the SEC that has an or who's joining the ESPN group? That yeah, it, I'm not, I don't I don't get it. Um, yeah, they'll have even more bias towards the SEC because they're yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> now it's literally a war of the oh, networks. You know ESPN is the SEC. Yeah, it, it's it's ESPN versus the coalition of like CBS and Fox and these others as they're going to go toe-to-toe for college football supremacy, one side back in the Big Ten, the other side back in the SEC. So, yeah, I think you get more SEC mm-hmm. bias than ever, and it's um, it's not hard to understand why. You want eyeballs. You want to promote the things that are going to be on your network, and you do just enough. You know, you still got to talk about Ohio State, USC. You'll still cover it. You'll be all over game day, but the commercials that you're going to constantly see are going to be for the 2:30 game between yep. Georgia and South Carolina, where we get to watch Georgia beat the hell out of the Cox again. Mm, love beans and Cox. I know you do, which is why I can't wait for you to actually have to play an SEC schedule and get out of the SEC East in two years. Yeah. Um. Hey, Aaron. Good job today. I know you're feeling under the Me weather. Too. You did a hell of a show. Uh, how, how, so you're sick. I'm going to go what watch Matrix. Plans? Yes. I'm going to go lay in bed and go put the Matrix on. Aaron has never seen the original <clears throat> Matrix, boys. 1999. I not any of the Matrixes. The Wachowski sister masterpiece. Uh, Keanu Reeves in what, for mm. me, was the role that made me fall in love with him. I cannot wait 
to hear your breakdown. I know. I agree. Tom says, oof, what a day for him. I'm jealous. I, I agree, dude. And, um, mm. and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Matrix Reloaded as well. Greg Lamont said, Aaron Murray showed some grit today for the first time in his life. I agree. This is an even better performance. <laughs> it's an even better performance than when you had a rib snacked in, snapped into your lung, making you internally bleed against Auburn and Nick Fairley. This is an even tougher <laughs> performance for you today, pushing through this uh, through this cold. <laughs> oh, damn, damn daycare colds. Boy, for those who have young kids, Undefeated. know that uh, it, it's it's at least twice a month. Oh, I don't want to get out of here without mentioning this as well. Where can um, I watch Matrix, by the way? Because you think it's on Netflix? Where, where do I need uh, to go? Max. So do you have Max? Max. Oh, I do have Max. There we go. Max, Max. Okay. Yeah, remember, not HBO Perfect. Max anymore. Not HBO Now, not HBO Go. Just straight Max. Um, just Max, baby. Uh, which, again, I it's so funny. Something's going wrong on the business side because they keep changing shit. But, like, Max is the best service for adults. Not even close. Like, like, right? Like, it's 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 crazy. Like, I don't understand what what the problem is. Why they can't? Why why they have to keep changing things around? Are they getting bought out? Are they like making bad business estimations about how much money they're making? Um, Speaking of, we could do the why Warner Brothers is in decline, but that's a that's enough. That's a good. It's a long podcast. Uh, Speaking of bad estimations that I don't want to get to the show without mentioning. Did you, in the A&M article, did you read the Dat Nguyen, the Dat Nguyen snippet about the flag? Did you see this part, Aaron? No, I didn't see that it's, part. Bro, it's so embarrassing. So remember how when they signed uh, Jimbo Fisher, they like gave him a national championship trophy. It just didn't have the year on it. And it was like, yeah. we're winning Natty. It's not if, it's when, right? That's all very funny. Well, Dat Nguyen... Not you know those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, repeat it. <laughs> uh, former A and M linebacker, great Dallas Cowboy, great Dat Nguyen. Last season was so excited about the Aggies, despite the fifty years of evidence working against them. He was so excited about the Aggies. He made a because he always has multiple flags outside of his home at any given time. Apparently, he made a custom Texas A and M flag. That said, 2023 CFP National Champions, dig him. The best part is he hung it up the day of the Appalachian State game when it lost 17-14. The flag didn't even make it 24 hours before Dad Nguyen had to take down the flag. Just burn it. Um, Oh, Emil says now Chick-fil-A owner Dad Nguyen. Oh, man, does he just own a bunch of Chick-fil-A's? He probably makes so much money. Oh my God! Wow. Look, A and M. I still believe in you. I, 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 I think you're better than Texas. I think you have all the elements to do it. You just need the guy. I don't think Jimbo Fisher's the guy. Team Ops only say this because he's been burned financially by Texas so many times betting on them last year. <laughs> Win? No, no, no. I was probably about five hundred on Texas last year. They they won <laughs> me some. They lost me others. No, 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 no. no. Aaron, I'm I'm not, I'm not getting a text again. I'm not getting a text again. I don't know how in the world Longhorn fans are cool with going eight and five every year. Like Ed Ogeron went 15 and zero, won a national championship and got his ass fired two years later. Mm-mm. Like if, if you accept shit for dinner, guess what you're going to get for breakfast? More shit. Okay. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You get what you put in. And that's exactly what these Texas fans have been getting for years now. 
Um, print the shirts. If you accept shit for dinner, guess who you get for breakfast? I kind of like that. Um, and Greg says, well, Edo was completely checked out after 2019. I, I, I agree, but what, we're, what I'm talking about, again, is results. That's all that matters is my point. And I get it that Sark can be a great offensive mind. He'd be really good at recruiting. But if the wins don't come, then you can't keep yep. doing the same thing. And I will take – I don't even have a high bar for him. I'll take the loss if they go 9-3 and three and win 10 games. Like, I will take the L yeah. and say yep. that I was wrong. And that's – they should be better in that. So, whatever. Just prove it. Prove it. Um, well, yeah. All right. We love you all so much. Thank you for joining us. Huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Paul Farrington, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas. Um, a huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray, fighting through it, fighting through injury. Enjoy Matrix. We'll be looking for the review on next Monday's show. Uh, we will have a show every day next week, but it, it won't be live um, Monday and Tuesday because of the July 4th holiday. But we will have shows coming out on the YouTube. Thank you, Scotty Barnes. Uh, for your compliments there in the chat. And um, please, if you look, we, you know, football season right around the corner. We want to get some momentum going in football season. Help us grow this thing uh, by sharing it with your friends, your family, youtube.com slash at volume stats. Hit the sub button, hit the like buttons, you know, all this annoying stuff that helps please the algorithmic gods that rule our existence. And we'll see you Monday for a brand new episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And happy 10th anniversary to my beautiful wife. Huh? Yep. My only ever girl, my, my first and only girlfriend became my first and only wife who I look forward to spending first and only lay the rest of my life. Yeah, it's true. Dude. Until me and you get meet up in Nashville next one, baby. Ooh, baby. Uh, hey now. Uh, okay. We'll see you on Monday. Y'all have a great day. Live nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.